0: And we
1: are back. That's right. We're back. It's us, Miss Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada here hosting the Show and Tell, broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan, where Adafruit headquarters is. So we do our manufacturing, kidding and shipping and coding and videoing. But enough about us, it's time to talk about you. People coming yeah. by, we're gonna see what people are up to. What are you making, crafting, 3D printing? Um, we're in Discord. You can get the link to join in uh, the StreamYard. All we need is a video uh, video camera and a mic yeah. and a we, project.
2: We have some folks from our team, but I see Keith is here with an uh, engineer helper. So let's start with uh, Keith and then we'll go to our team. That way we yeah. can get uh, all the folks in In case tonight. it's
1: bedtime for yeah, the who knows? engineer helper. Hey, Keith, how's it going? What's
0: your it going? Uh, good. They're the, the, the showing off uh, the run go. Um, I made I made for uh, uh, this one's birthday. Uh, okay. This is this is Ada. So when she was going through Best Buy one day, she saw these headphones.
1: Ooh. I don't know how well,
0: but and like oh, carrier headphones. She was like, I must have these. Uh, that's all she wanted for a birthday was these these carrier headphones. Happy of birthday. course, <laughs> which of course what she wanted it for was to play music. And of course they're they're actually for a they're actually for uh, um, gamers. They're like meant to be plugged into the computer. They only come with a USB plug. Uh, um, so of course I knew she wanted to listen to music with it. So before birthday, I had to sit down and make this thing, um, which basically you can see it in there. So there's a raspberry Pi down the bottom there. Uh, um, uh, and then there's a, there's a pack of up the top on the other side. There's a, uh, uh, cutie pie running circuit Python to talk to yeah. the front end. Um, I haven't got the screen any, doing anything yet except showing, showing bundle Cat. that the didn't quite get to the, the animations before the birthday. Uh, um, she can turn around and like this play, play pauses on this one volume she holds down oh that that she holds down the button one of the buttons this one here to actually turn around like that's change cool. change songs and also jazz um the the cutie pie is actually talking jason over a serial to the the, the 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 pi zero um and then that's been used with socat to send to the actual mpp music player which i'm just like it worked uh, um and i had it was like only like a day or two before the birthday so like fine, we're running with that.
1: Good enough. All right, you awesome. Okay, well, a nice project. It, it's always nice to have something handmade and also some really cool looking headphones. Yeah. Happy birthday. This May is you either. get many awesome presents.
2: Uh, one of the cool things about making your music player is um, if you didn't have to suffer through all this, you don't know how bad it is, but just like dragging and dropping the 10 songs you want to listen to, it's not possible anymore. It's really not. You have to go through so many hoops, and you have to yeah. like it's on Spotify, and then now you get your year-end list, and then there's another thing. There's another thing. You have to go through Apple the Music. There's not really your music. By the way, it's gone. You got a new computer that doesn't work anymore. What's nice is to be able to use, you know, your own music player, just drop it in there and do whatever you want with it.
0: I actually had a fun bug with this. So when I was developing this, these were obviously in the box, ready for the birthday um so i had a very small little usb to audio headphone adapter like a tiny little dac just with the cheap little headphones like oh it doesn't work
2: yeah
0: um and it worked fine of course day comes along and i plug in you know these great big things with like led lights and all sort of jazz and jack caps. and uh, of course they don't work uh, uh because when it first comes on when it's powering up it powers these up when it powers up the usb system and the raspberry pi and it seems to bulk it on the first one. I'm assuming because like, there's a batch of captain here or something that has to charge oh, yeah. up. So more capacitors have been added. Uh, uh, um, we
1: cross
0: fingers. So <laughs> seems right. it seems to be good. That's very
2: cool. Well, happy birthday once again. You got a really cool music player and headphones. That's yeah, cool.
1: and Keith, if you want to, it looks the, the player looks really cool. If you want to document it. Uh, you can put it on, you know, yeah, we have our new pastor, playground our Playground system
2: on learn, if you go to learn.adafruit.com. You can go to playground and then other people could build this as well.
1: Yeah. You can pu- publish whatever Ooh. files you got. Uh, I think, you know, I know a lot of people like to build their own music players. It would be great mm. to share. Um, I'm sure people are going to ask us, how do I build my own? Yeah. Again, happy birthday. Many happy returns.
2: Another
0: another Ada. Uh. That's all right. We need to keep, we need, we need more. need more. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, there we go.
2: speaking of music, Liz, what you got going on this Look week? Look at these bops. Hey, what's
3: going yeah. on here? So, uh, over the break, I worked on a personal project. Um, I recently got a used KeyStep pro and it has all these gates, um, out the back and, uh, which is great. But then for patching, it's tricky cause it's not really ergonomical. So I designed up these little PCBs that you can see above me. Um, and it just has a Jack um LED um to show when a signal's coming through and then three uh wiring points so that I could wire um a jack out from it and then plug it permanently into the back of the keystep so over Thanksgiving break I soldered these up uh mounted them to a piece of acrylic and then two 3D printed mounts are on the side of my uh Eurorack stand and then righted all the cables to the keystep uh and I'll press play on the keystep
1: beep yeah.
3: boop and you can see yeah. where it's going. You get the lights, and they're pink LEDs too. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll publish the files, but it's just like a really little PCB, and by doing that too, it kept the cost down a bunch. Um, and it's just passing through the the signal, and so then I can just patch like it's uh, part of the rack. So yeah. All right. It's like a Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since are almost more about the LEDs and the sound you get out. It's always great to have
1: a you know like a long weekend because you can like get caught up in all the projects that you want to you want to work on. Anyways, it yes. looks beautiful. Thank you, thanks.
3: And oh. I was glad I could uh, patch it onto my um, existing rack too. So.
1: When right. when is when is, is like the first Liz
3: track dropping? Um, I have a couple posted up. I don't really publicize it a lot, but um, okay. I got right. a couple out there.
1: All right, folks, you can if you can figure out where to find it. Apparently, there's some tunes.
2: Liz has been a, a, ghost, lips are a ghost writer for Taylor Swift, that's a big secret. Okay. All right, thanks so much, Liz. All right, Noe, what is going on?
4: Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, so this week we have a 3D printed space clock. This is a collab project with Liz. Um, so it's a Circuit Python project, and it's got uh, Earth Time right here in this analog kind of style. Okay. So this is the four-inch display.
1: But what if I'm in space?
4: What if you're in space? You maybe want to see what the time is in Mars. So we have a button on the back. Press the button, and it switches to Mars. Mars time. Those are bitmap images, and uh, Liz did a great job on uh, changing, um, converting Earth time to Mars time, which is a whole thing. She has a playground post about it. And so what are hours,
1: um, right? What's what or are they, or how does how does it work? Do you know? I don't
4: um, know. Um. So there is an algorithm. Um, that was uh, published by NASA. Yeah. And uh, Liz used ChatGPT four to kind of convert that algorithm into C Python.
1: Okay.
4: And then she used Jeff's, uh, Jeff's uh, decimal library in Circuit Python to make it more accurate because there's apparently a lot of decimals that uh, have to be okay. uh, used because uh, uh, she kind of hit some limitations in Circuit Python to do floats. Um, so it's like NASA,
1: she has a it's NASA quality.
4: It is a NASA uh, quality space time. So that print looks um, amazing. Yeah, I th- know. This is
2: like one of the nicest prints. This is really good.
4: Thank you. It's, I it's love all the snap fit. One. Yeah, poly a board on the back there, arcade button, and yeah. it snap fits and everything. It looks great. Um, but it's yeah, amazing. we have we have a learn guide that has all the details, um, files, and everything. It's all open source, of course, um, and it just sits nicely on your desk. Um, let's go back to Earth time. Um, The hour and the uh, numbers are all generated with the font, and it's all vector I.O. So it's very nice uh, in terms of like the refresh rate. So that's really nice. Um, Yeah, so folks can have at it maybe add moon time, if that's a thing, or maybe a different planet other than Mars. It's
3: cool.
2: Yeah, each um, moon and each planet has a different rotation. And it's you know like one day on Jupiter is different than one day on you know you could do a lot of neat conversions. It's a fun project. Then you get to put the art on the round screen. So I want to
1: totally send this to I had a friend who worked on like one of the Mars projects. Oh okay. Projects. So she she actually had, had to sleep on Mars time because she oh, had that's... the shifts were Mars related, not Earth related. So this mm-hmm. would have been really handy for. I want to send it to her. Maybe she'll, nice. build, she'll build this.
4: Cool. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh so yeah, check out the learn guide in the video. It's all it's all out there.
2: Yeah, for for advanced uh projects you could do something like interstellar and you could say like, well, how many years have gone by? Oh, like like, how like, many years have gone by on this other this other planet that's you know so far away that Oh you
1: mean like make a clock where you like you'd say how fast you like how many like fractions of c, are you going and yeah. it'll like it'll yeah. speed up the time? Yeah,
2: if it's traveling really
1: fast. So, you're if you're on like a spacecraft that's going really fast, you'll know what year it that's is. Right. Wow,
2: yeah, yeah. Fun, good times. <laughs> all right, thanks so much. Yeah, yeah no
1: problem. So, big, big problems we have. Yeah, well, this is what I think about a lot.
2: Uh, all right, JP, what you got going on?
5: Hey, I've got some LED things going on. Uh, sure. I want to show you two of them. So, I just published this guide on adding tiny little LEDs to your Lego builds, to your Lego models. Uh, And there's kind of two speeds. One is the real easy speed, which is this one. This uses a little um, cell, little, uh, what's the word? Coin cell, a little coin cell breakout that we have there. Uh, No soldering, just twisted a bunch of the wires for these SMD pre-wired LEDs and fed them through uh, this Razor Crest, Star Wars Razor Crest ship, to add some little headlights, a little... uh, Cockpit light for Baby Yoda there, and a couple of blue lights uh, for the engine. So this is one way you can light up a model uh, really, really easily. Um, but I'm going to add a camera view here real quick, which will show you how we're doing a more advanced version using Circuit Python. So let me add a window real quick. Here it comes. Cool. Is the the ILM folks
2: used Adafruit NeoPixel rings for the?
5: Oh, that's model right. Itself. Oh,
2: yeah, so it's like you're. It's it's um, it's it's good for the Lego and good for the for the production models it's true.
5: Yeah, these are great for for any kind of uh, small model. So this yeah. uh, is an example here of using a little cutie pie running Circuit Python. We have our AW ninety five twenty three LED driver and GPIO board. This thing is running over I 2 C, and it has uh, sixteen channels. I've just got five LEDs plugged into it, and this was the first project where I. Really grasped how excellent async IO is. It allows you to do things asynchronously. So you can see here, I've got an LED that's kind of flashing really slowly uh, the right, the right, uh, move this out of the way, plate here, round plate. And to the left is one that's kind of flickering more. Uh, And there's one that's also just kind of coming on steady and turning off. So these are all running at different rates. uh, And I was able to do things like patterns for my Christmas lighting uh, winter village that look like um, lights over your window versus a little kerosene lamp versus some steady lights. And these are all done by making little functions, which you can then have async IO take care of all of the sort of parallelism of it, which is uh, so nice. I'm so happy about this. Uh, It's perfect, I think for this type of project where you know, oh, I want this thing moving slowly, I want this going fast, and I don't want them to have to all know about each other. So, uh, async I/O made it really easy for me to use these little LEDs for, uh, for that winter village lighting.
2: All right, very cool. And we'll be playing, I think, one of your videos, top of the show on Ask an Engineer, and then you have um, also your show
5: tomorrow. That's right, yeah, come on by tomorrow for more shenanigans. All
2: right, all right. thanks so much, JP. Thanks. All right. Next up is Brent. Hey, Brent. Hey, and Brent. before Brent gets started, hug report. We do hug reports at Adafruit instead of bug reports. Hug report. to so Brent has been, yeah, hug report for Brent. Because uh, you're on the show, I get to say hi. Um, and uh, for folks who love using Adafruit.io, Whippersnapper, and um, want to uh, see some of the, or want to see one of the people behind the scenes, uh, well, not really behind the scenes, you're you're, you're in the scene. Um, Brent is one of the, the folks that has been pushing all the Excellent code, working in the community, and getting all these things uh, talking and publishing on Adafruit IO. So thank you so much, Brett. Yeah, lots, no of folks, lots of folks use what's coming out of your brain for all sorts of I.O. projects every single day. It's cool to it's see. good to here as an Yeah. Um, what you got
6: going on? So everybody has beautiful projects. Um, I have more of a hack. So if you go to Ikea, they sell this. Oh, no, it's reversed um They sell this sensor called, like, well, you could try it, Phil, if you really want to try pronouncing it, but it's like the Vintra thing. And it's $15, and it's this air quality sensor. Yeah. And it's really cool. It has this little bar on the front, and it's designed by David Wall. And it's really like a very nice industrial design. It has nicely like, everything, and you can look at your air quality at a glance. And it's a project we wanted to do with Whippersnapper, which is Adafruit.io's no code solution. For two years, but we haven't been able to do it because it wasn't ready. Like we didn't have the components and whippersnapper required to do anything with this little sensor. So I'll unplug it inside of the sensor. Um, there's a QtPi ESP32 S2 and a BME280 facing outward, so it can get like some of the airflow from the perforations on the back, and it's soldered up to um, the test points, like the pads on this PCB. And the QtPi itself is running um, the Whippersnapper firmware and it sends data both from the BME280, so temperature, humidity, and also um, the air quality from this PS, uh, PM1006 air quality sensor. So over the past few weeks, I um, modified the Adafruit air quality library, which works with all of our air quality sensors to also work with this IKEA sensor. Um, So it's not exclusively for Whippersnapper. You could use it for anything you want to use in Arduino or something like that. And um, it works as well with Whippersnapper. So I'll show my um, screen so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there's the board. It's currently offline because I unplugged it for power. And um, it's running this new alpha for what we're doing. And uh, there is a the humidity sensor, there's a pressure sensor, there's a the temperature sensor, and then there's this IKEA sensor. And we have this beautiful new like component picker that Lauren, uh, my colleague, has worked on. And you can search IKEA. And the sensor's right there. And we can't add it because we already have it. You can only do one more twice all a time. But if you were to add it you just select how often you want to send data to IO and that's it. Like that's all that's required for setting up a project. Ta-da.
1: And it's online now.
6: Yeah. Now it's fully online and sending data to infra for IO. And that looks,
1: yeah, but right. It's, it's 75 degrees, the toasty.
6: Um, 47. Yeah, that's correct. It's toasty in the office. All right. Well, it
1: looks, it looks good. Yeah, we, we were chatting today. About, make it
2: look a little bit too easy. <laughs> it's like, it's done. It's working.
1: Yeah, we were chatting today about maybe Brent will work on or, you know, with me or with Liz to make a custom PCB that goes in the sensor so that it's not even soldering required. You just screw in this new board and you, you know, you go to the WordPress Server page, you get it running and it's like now a fully IoT um, yeah, you know, nice, beautiful case, and you know, it'll look just like the original IKEA sensor, but it'll have Wi-Fi support.
6: Yeah, it'll be great. Like, especially for the fact you can buy this off the shelf; it's inexpensive, relatively speaking. Like the purple air sensor is like two hundred dollars. Yeah, only, you can really do something similar with. Yeah, maybe make it work with purple and stuff,
1: stuff too. Yeah, that can be kind of cool. So we'll we'll work on that. Well, I'm, I'm distracting Brent um, while Lauren uh, he works on um, on the. Uh, uh Blockly editor. Yeah. Okay, good work. I, I know this was a lot, there's a lot of things that have to happen for this to uh, come true, but it looks good. True. Yeah,
6: thank
2: yeah. you. What a fantastic uh, group of projects people could do just by looking at the stuff. It doesn't have to be a bit for so A lot of the stuff just happens to be there. You can make a music player. You can make music. You can make a clock from Mars. You can put lights on Legos, and then you can have a no-code uh, nearly instant um air quality sensor um in a matter of seconds that just uh publishes right away
6: yeah cool um, to clarify someone in the chat Liz um who was just on did this project for us originally like a month or two ago this version is a like remix of this project and it uses the BME280 in addition to the air quality sensor and it uses Whippersnapper instead of Circuit Python. so if you want to program you can follow Liz's guide if you don't yeah. want to program you can follow my guide
2: This is cool. All right, Brent, thank you so much, and thank you for all of your work helping people get things online. You're making it too easy. What are you going to do? Yeah, all right. Thanks so much, Brent.
1: All right, thank you,
2: Brent. Okay, that's our show and tell for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. This is a fantastic show and tell. Lots of cool projects this week. Um, We'll see everybody.
1: People can't see it, but JP is doing a little dance.
2: We can see a little dance. Um, We'll see everybody next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Every single week, You can show and share your projects. You can bring retro stuff. Cool things you made you want to share. See everybody next week. So good to see you. Ask an engineer starts in just a few minutes.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.